Ladies and gents, what is happening? Welcome to an episode of The Essential 11, brought to you by Acton Academy, Acton Academy Placer, Apogee Strong, and of course our friends over at Discover Praxis. Check the link below uh, and get some good stuff from our friends over there at Praxis. Uh, today's guest is uh, named Mr. Aaron Alejandrino. Got one of the best names that we've had on here and also one of the best conversations we've had on here. Uh, we did have an Apogee call on this one and uh, the guys were just so fired up and uh, were just immediately talking about how much they loved it and how much value they got out of it. And I have no doubt that is going to be the same for everybody here. He's one of the co-founders of the team at Modern Day Night Project, uh, as well as one of the co-founders of the Squire program. So he's working out there with Bedros and Ray and, and Steve and all those guys that are doing an amazing job at the Modern Day Night Project. Uh, he's also the VP at True Lean Nutrition, uh, entrepreneur, business owner, all around bad man. Uh, and we had a great conversation, a ridiculously inspiring and uplifting conversation. Uh, so give it up for Mr. Aaron Alejandrino. Good morning, Matt. How are we doing, brother? Dude, what did I walk into, sir? We got uh, They were just filling me in on uh, previous month's challenges. And uh, they're saying a couple months ago, they interviewed a bunch of first responders. And yeah. they said the most controversial topic uh -huh. was uh, firearms, but also ice cream flavors. So I was like, no way. What are what are the ice cream flavor you know, controversy? That sounds much more relevant than the firearms thing, dude. Yeah. I want to yeah. know. I want to know what we're doing here on the ice cream flavors. That's hilarious, man. That's awesome. Get me all hungry. Yeah, dude. No doubt. That's a way to kick it off. How you doing, man? I'm doing wonderful, man. Just blessed. Happy Friday, guys. Yeah, man. Happy Friday. Dude, thanks for taking the time to come and, and hang out with us, man, and chat with these young studs. Dude, I appreciate it. It's a big deal. Absolutely. Yeah. But Benaya was sharing a little bit about the program and yep. previous challenges and kind of uh, this is this is awesome to hear all these young men doing this awesome stuff. It's so rad, man. It's so rad. And just watching all these things, like watching these guys lead and um, and just knowing from our perspective as, as older guys you know, obviously not older, but older than them. Um, mm -hmm. Just knowing how much that's going to separate them from, from the yes. other guys, you know, like it's, it's cool, man. They and don't it, even fully grasp the impact yet. You yes. Know? And it, and it gives hope to the future. We're living in kind of a dark time right now. And you think about the impact this is going to have 10, 15, 20, 30, 50 years from now, just building the tribe of men that we should have been doing a hundred years ago. That's so, it, man. That's exactly work. it. Thank you, brother. Well, and you guys are part of that work too, man. So I can't wait to to dive into that too. And, and I uh, chat about that. These guys have gotten to meet, uh, no, I had, so I had Bedros and, and Ray have been on separately. So it wasn't with them, but they, we, Steve came on with us too and, and chatted with these dudes and they got off and they're like, okay, that was the white David Goggins. Cool. That dude was intense. Uh, and it was, it was uh -huh. just rad, man. So, um, it's cool to, cool to get the whole tribe in here, man, and chat with these guys. It's, it's pretty cool. Absolutely. Um, Grateful. yeah, man, no pleasures. Pleasures absolutely are. So we've got these guys that are on here. There may be guys jumping in and out. A lot of the guys have gone back to school too. So, um, but we've got guys that'll kind of run out during their breaks and like, they'll try to jump in, you know, during their breaks at school. And then we just have this recorded. Um, so, you know, a lot of the guys that are all over the world, if they're back in school, whatever, they'll be able to see the replay on the weekend and, and all that awesome. too. So yeah, it's perfect, man. So Dude, we like to start with just kind of diving into to you and giving them more background and kind of going into your your X-Man origin story. Uh, and it. then uh, like I'll have a couple questions for you and then we'll open it up to these guys because they always have better questions than me, man. So um, wherever Ooh. you want to start with just kind of some background because you're doing so much rad stuff, but would love to hear a little bit about how you kind of got to where you are. Yeah, love it. Absolutely. So 
Gentlemen, my name is Aaron Alhendrino. Uh, I'm one of the instructors for the project, which is a 75-hour men's personal development experience. We also have a children and father and son program as well. It's called the Squire Program. We do that. Uh, fathers and sons going through a 14-hour rite of passage. We do a lot of hard stuff. And guys, I apologize in advance. I'm going to try very hard not to swear uh, just because of the audience. But I, I do occasionally drop an F-bomb and it comes out of passion and excitement. So please don't model that behavior. Um, <laughs> it happens. It's all good. Uh, also, uh, the vice president for a supplement company called Truly Nutrition, and we're inside the headquarters right now in Southern California. We run a bunch of other companies out of this building. There's Fit Body Bootcamp, which is a fitness franchise, uh, Bedros Koulian's coaching project, projects, and we're constantly kicking off new programs, new businesses as well. My background is in fitness. I've been a gym owner, personal trainer, online coach, uh, competitive martial artist, um, I owned an MMA gym for a number of years. I like to hit shit. I like to wrestle. I like to do the jujitsu. Um, one of my greatest blessings in life was my mom put me in martial arts when I was three years old. And that is the foundation of so many of my philosophies and principles is just the, what it means to be a white belt mindset all the time. And you guys are learning that. When you think about a white belt mindset, you're always learning, always growing, emptying your cup. You're always an opportunity to teach, learn, grow, learn something new. And what I learned from the foundation of martial arts is that as men, we learn all of our lessons in life through our body, doing hard stuff, the exercises, the reps, the sets, conditioning your mindset. It is all learned through the physicality. And so from that, it's, it created so many opportunities inside just the personal training space, fitness space, but it wasn't always this great. I definitely had went through some dark years. Uh, I was raised by a single mom. I didn't have a, a father figure growing up. Um, had a lot of poor, very poor father figures, drugs, alcohol abuse, physical, mental, all that stuff. And that is the foundation of what we teach inside the project is knowing that your past doesn't define you. You define you. You write your own future. You are the author. You are the superhero of your own life. And I love the origin story tee up, Matt. That couldn't have been better. At my heart, I am a gigantic nerd. I love Marvel. I love X-Men. I love all things That's comic awesome. books. I still have my original set of comic books that I got, you know, that I started building when I was like five years old. Uh, it might be my retirement plan down the road, but I say favorite characters. Of course, you got Wolverine. The guy's just badass all the time. Straight through. You can't beat that, right? Unbreakable mindset. Batman, of course, because he's just the average dude that made a ton of money and took his money and turned it into a mission. So you think about like what we're doing with the project. We're trying to build modern day badasses, modern day Batman, because at the end of the day, we need superheroes moving forward and we need future generations of leaders just like you guys, because you probably see it. There's a whole lot of chaos in the news, on social media. Your parents are probably dealing with a lot of stress. Your, your friends are dealing with a lot of stress and it takes leaders of this generation to do something about it. So high level, yeah, high level, that's the story, guys. And a um, couple of things about me. I've got an awesome German Shepherd dog. He's my best friend. He's about a year and a half old. Uh, his name is Ness. We do everything together. We run marathons together. Um, I work out like a savage every single day because that keeps my discipline, my mindset, my body tight. And other than that, man, I, I, I just love being a part of things like this. So rad, dude. So rad. So much good stuff right there, dude. That's fantastic. Did you grow up in California? Because I know you're a Cali dude right now. I was actually born in Manila, Philippines, and then uh, we left there when about six. My mom was just traveling the world, met my dad, grew up in Northern California in Whereabouts? San Francisco. Oh, in San Fran? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, right in the city. My mom still got a, a place out there she checks in no every way. once in a while. Okay. 
Yeah. And then um, we spent about 25 years in Arizona, all over Arizona, Tucson, Scottsdale. Um, and then I moved to Southern California to work with Bedros and the team about three Got years it. ago. Got it. That's awesome, yeah. man. So I grew up in Vacaville. So, I mean, I, okay. I know you're familiar then. So it's not, not too far. And then uh, the schools we're building out here, I'm in, uh, this campus is in Roseville right here. We got another one that we just opened in Sacramento um, and another one in Lincoln. So we're out here in Northern California as well. But I was in the Bay Area for, for freaking ever, man. So, um, I love that, it. yeah, that's awesome, man. And so mom gets you into, uh, there's so much of that that, that I want to unpack right there. So mom gets you into martial arts early what did that what was that journey look like what was your journey through martial arts because i know you ended up opening an mma gym and that was in uh arizona is that correct yep okay yep. yeah i had, had mma gym about three years ago um yeah three years ago i closed it three years ago i'm okay. sorry uh, we opened it about seven years ago it's called legacy mma and fitness awesome training facility um we had jujitsu muay thai kickboxing you know traditional mna mma um, group fitness classes it, it was my dream and i'd say the biggest lesson in closing that is there's so much to learn in business no and doubt you surround yourself with good people you learn the lessons a lot faster and it's not so costly but those were those are the bruises that you have to learn in entrepreneurship dude that's it that's paying tuition right there right I mean, that's, yes, that's really, sir. and I mean, that's the ultimate business dude. Entrepreneurship is the ultimate white belt mindset. There is, mm. there is always somebody that's, that's got uh, something to teach you there. And, and some of those lessons you are going to learn in a, in a very painful way, man. So I fully, I fully grasp that. So how did you end up getting connected with Bedros to start kicking off these, these things that you guys are doing? Was it through FitBody? Yeah. No, it was uh, the timing, the, you know, the universe, I believe the universe puts us in the right direction at the right time. So I had just closed my gym and I was, um, I had just gone through the entrepreneurial scars of uh, not knowing what was next. Uh, Bedros put a post up on social media and said, Hey, listen, I'm looking for someone to help me launch a new company. You got to have these skill sets, entrepreneurship mindset. Um, you got to be a badass. You got to be able to be able to think on your feet. And I literally just sent him a DM. I said, I think I'm the person for it. So like, let's have a conversation. I had an interview with the, our other vice president, uh, Bryce Henson. Uh, we hit it off. It was just, you know, two kindred spirits. We got on a call. And then from there, I'll say this to you young men too, because you guys are going to be going into the workforce here soon. I knew that I had to stand out against the crowd. And so I wanted to make sure that the application was seen above everyone else's. And I at least had an opportunity for a face-to-face. So first thing I did when I had uh, the call with Bryce is I sent some edible arrangements to the office and make sure that I was whining and dining the, uh, the office staff and just said, hey, I'm really looking forward to having an interview. I hope I can get it on the calendar. And that got me the first interview. And the first interview, knowing that there was gonna be other people applying for this position, I sent him a shoebox with one single boot in it. And it was a work boot that you get like Walmart. And inside the boot, there was a cover letter and my resume. And on the cover letter, I said, I think I'm a shoe in for the position. I want to put my best foot forward and I can't wait to get off on the right foot. And so I had, it was funny, it, it was campy and it, it stood out. And so he still has, if you come do a tour of the office, he's got this boot in his office. And so when he gives us tours, that's one of the trophies on the wall. But that was the start of our friendship. And then we had that interview. And, you know, in that interview, I opened up, I just shared everything about, dude, I I failed here. I've had this issue. I've had these ups and downs. Like these are my character defects, but I wanted to show up authentically. It's like, but here's what I bring to the table. I, I will learn. I'm a savage. I'm loyal as hell. And if I don't know the answer, I will FIO. I will figure it out. And that was the foundation to everything we're building. Dude, that fires that freaking fires me up, man. I love that so freaking much. So yeah. Uh um we 
so just it doesn't it doesn't matter, but it pertains to to what I'm about to say here. So we got we've got the schools that we're opening, and, and we've got kind of this weird paradox, right? And I'm helping Tim open one of these schools in in uh, in Cedar Park, Texas, out where he is and stuff too. So one of the foundations of our schools we don't we don't give a sh- we don't care uh, if somebody goes to college or not. Like we could care less about that if that's part of your particular journey. Great. And the kind of the paradox is our kids have, I mean, legitimately about 100 percent acceptance rate into college like it's because of the, mm-hmm. how much responsibility they're taking on on campus they're learning to run these organizations they're learning all of these skills that people in school or they're learning how to play school so we've got these things built out where these kids are able to get in quite easily but we also don't emphasize it because there's so many different ways to play the game so we're teaching them how to build relationships how to stand out from the crowd how to do things like what you're talking about, right? And then I make money working with organizations. Fortune 500s are bringing me in and they're going, hey man, we've got all these kids that have graduated from MIT and Stanford and Harvard and there's they're all really, really, really smart and we want to fire freaking all of them. Like they suck. Yeah. They're just playing school, right? They don't understand this. So I'm working with these young people and we're trying to shift this entire mindset. I love the way you approach that as a business owner. If I've got somebody that approaches something like that comes in and, and just kind of like, hey, look, I'm going to obviously stand out from the crowd now, but then I'm going to come in and also I'm going to give you the good, the bad, the ugly. I'm not going to mm-hmm. you know give you a bunch of false pretenses and, and play this freaking game. Like we're going to skip mm-hmm. the dating and we're going to get right into, look, this is what the relationship is going to look like. If we're going to yes, get true. married, here's what the relationship's going to look like. Here's all my good stuff. Here's all the bad stuff, but here's how mm-hmm. we can work together. And, and I can play well with the other boys and girls, there is no way, dude, I will find a position for that kind of right. person. Truth. Right? And yeah. all business owners truth. are going to do that. They don't give a shit. Yeah. They're not going to go, okay, well, but ah, that dude's badass, but ah, he didn't go to the right call. Nobody, nobody cares. No, not a single person. No, any business owner at the top, they recognize that positions are constantly evolving. Everything is always evolving. We iterate new funnels and new marketing plans and new businesses constantly. You know this in entrepreneurship. The biggest skill that we can teach these young men now is that leadership, communication, decision-making, and the ability to figure things out is the most powerful skill set. That's it. Because school doesn't teach that. That's right. I, I, dropped, I dropped out of college. I went down to school, and it was uh, one of those things where it was um, – it was like a kid in a candy store and it was too much sensory overload. It was, I was learning from professors that had never run businesses. They had never actually delivered on the results that they're teaching in the textbook. And I had, I saw this massive breakdown from you're not living in alignment with what you're teaching in the textbook. Why am I taking lessons from you? The one thing about martial arts that I love, and this is where my, my philosophy comes from is it is very rare that you meet a seasoned martial artist that isn't teaching it practicing it, living it, and also could kick your ass with the exact same skill set. So it builds the respect and the foundation. That's I right. believe very strongly that you should not be speaking with your words, the lesson and philosophy of your life, do it with your actions, do it with your results. Why would I learn business from someone that is teaching it from textbook and never ran a business? Bingo. That's exactly right. That's exactly right, man. I love the, the, um, the connection to martial arts on that. Like I listen. so Frank Shamrock was my coach for a while. I listened to him, you know mm-hmm. why? Cause Frank used to beat the shit out of me. Uh, and, and yeah. I, and in all the right ways, I, I listened when I trained with, with Nick and Nate because they beat my ass. Right. And so, yes. you know, like there was, Humility. it, it, was, it yeah. was verifiable that I had much mm-hmm. to learn. Uh, and mm-hmm. if I, you know, and if I ever would have thought different, which I did not, um, it would have been made very clear, very quickly. Uh, and I, that's so true with the with the the business school man. We talk. Um, I, I was on a uh, what's the name of the um, the app Clubhouse. 
was on a mm-hmm. uh, clubhouse call and we had a whole bunch of uh there was a whole bunch of founders in there it was the the current ceo of coors like the the beer company and um we had a bunch of a bunch of founding guys in there and we're all sitting there chatting and the coors guy starts challenging me on education he's like okay he's like but i gotta like don't you want a bunch of guys that have come out of college because doesn't that show that they can do something i was like no it shows that they can be obedient i said but tell me about your college background he says well i Okay, well, I mean, I didn't go to college, but it's this is a family business. So, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, yeah. you didn't go to college. Cool. I said, tell me about your top executives. And as we started going through his staff, you realize, well, the majority of them didn't. They had come up in the company. They had evolved with the company. They had yep. learned what needed, like that adaptation, right? They could learn mm-hmm. what they needed to learn, but they could also unlearn something that was no longer relevant. And yes. so by the end of yes. it, we had everybody switched over except for the MBA. There was an MBA guy on there from uh, from Yale Who's like you guys? You guys are you guys are losing the focus. You're losing the picture. I said, man, how many businesses have you run? I know you're teaching at the MBA at Yale, but how many how many have you run? He says, well, zero. I was like, cool, man. So uh, enough said. That's it. The, the the practitioners, man. That's what matters. Yes, sir. That's what matters, yes, sir. Absolutely true. And I I I value education from the standpoint of it. It gives you a, a it teaches you how to learn. Sure. If it teaches if it teaches you how to learn sure. and follow sure. through. And if you, you can take that principle, I think I would, um, I consider taking classes now from the standpoint of I always learn, I'm constantly growing. But the education system, I believe in early education, it doesn't teach you how to think, it just teaches you how to be a cog in a wheel. That's right, man, and that's the issue. Yeah, man, I love that. So um, I'm interested in hearing, I mean, I, I love I love the the project and, and uh, everything that you guys are, are doing with that is just freaking is freaking rad. It's savage. What, as much as you're allowed to say, kind of what is your, what is your sort of raw? I just remember Steve being like, man, people do not like me when they are there. Yeah. Um, you know, do you kind of, do you guys kind of rotate roles as far as that goes? Are you kind of more on the, the motivating side? Like I can, um, you know, I can, I can picture Steve being on kind of the intense side. I can, mm-hmm. you know, raise I talked to Ray enough where I can just confidently say he's batshit crazy, but he's freaking rad. Mm-hmm. Like he's just this mm-hmm. rad dude. Like what do you kind of take on as far as your role? Yeah, that's a great question. Let, let me kind of paint a picture how we came together too. So I, it'll kind of give you an idea. Uh, so first couple of months working here at HQ, B and I were in the gym. It's literally about two months working out. And um, the conversation went deep and we were just talking about the trauma we went through growing up, physical, mental, emotional, sexual abuse, uh, being exposed to the poor toxic um, modeling. And we both related on that. And it was uh, one of us said, you know, I want to live in a world where grown men don't relate on the abuse they went through. But they relate on the legacy they leave behind. And that was the catalyst to it all. And on that conversation point, we talked about, well, how could we turn our suffering into a program where we could teach men. That was literally the start of the project. From there, it was, well, we gotta have this element. We've gotta have, I've been through leadership training, I've been through communication courses, I've been through you know, different workshops, but it's all missing the foundation of how men really learn, which is through physicality. We have to get our asses kicked. We have to, like I know that from martial arts. Like we need a, a physical element, we need a boot camp almost. And then it's like, well, who's gonna teach the boot campus? Well, I know this crazy Marine, he's one of my best clients. So the B saying this, he's, he's been a, a client for Bedros for a number of years. He turned his uh, you know, brick and mortar business into an online business, sold it, you know, just crushing it. So he's like, I know I've got that crazy Marine that can deliver the boot camp experience. And then literally within a few weeks, Ray showed up in our ecosystem. Ray and B were speaking on the same stage. Their story is actually really funny how they met. Um, 
one of them was peeing in a bottle behind stage in the, in the green room because <laughs> yeah. they couldn't go off the bathroom. They made eye contact. There was a moment between them and it's cuter when they share it. That's awesome. And, uh, and uh, so they, they just connected and Ray's energy is so contagious. If you guys have met Ray or if you've seen him on social so media, great. he just is so lovable. Uh, he's a, he's a freaking savage, but yeah. he's just a sweet guy, really good heart. And so they connected and now we've got a, a Navy SEAL and we've got a Marine. And the first thing we're like, there's no way we could have these two varying branches of the, of the military come together and teach a course. There's no way. But when they met, they were like star-crossed lovers. I swear to God, That's they awesome. play so hard to get yeah. with each other and they have so much confrontation, but there's a deep bond of friendship between those two men. And it's beautiful, great chemistry. And then Matt Schneider, um, he actually ran Bedros's oldest son through, um, um, through a program they went out to Idaho. Matt had a shoot house. Matt's a former SWAT operator. He knew how to run these big orchestrated running guns. And so like, man, these mechanics are all coming together. My background uh, is really based in faith. And so a faith from the standpoint of you got to have a belief-based mindset that you can do, be, or have something more. And if you have that, that is the foundation to achieving anything you want. I'd say that faith-based mindset came from comic books. It came from martial arts. It came from the fact that we are the authors of our lives and you can create whatever you want. And so my role inside the project is I bring it down to the practical, the tactical, the spiritual, a little bit of the mystical. Um, with, at the start of the project classes, provide the blessing, and the blessing is really comes down to the breath and recognizing that we control our entire environment by how we breathe, how we show up, how we connect. Uh, so it brings a little bit more um, calmness throughout the experience. That's rad, yeah. man. Oh, what a great story, man. That is the here. I mean. God, uh, we talk about the hero's journey. Everything in Act and Academies are all around the hero's journey, man. And 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 that's where the foundation is, is understanding you are the author of your own story. And you've got to start with that belief. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I talk a ton about the movie uh, Split and how much I love it. And as twisted as, as you know, there is a, a little bit of a weird plot in there, the guy's belief as he goes in and out of these different personalities literally changes his physicality it changes what he's able to do and what he's not able to do and you know the power of the mind and and i think that relates so so hardcore to the hero's journey man i love that so much and so then with uh the squire program then you guys are are kind of condensing that a little bit but having the father and and son bond and i got to talk to so mickler's uh buddy i know he just went through it um him and his boy you know were just there he had nothing but amazing things to say uh about that and and uh you guys kind of condense it down and have that father-son experience yeah yeah and it's a a 14-hour event the last one we did was overnight which was really cool so we started at 5 p.m and went straight until about you know 10 o'clock the next morning and we're doing all kinds of just you know crazy stuff and uh you know the biggest opportunity is that we wanted to create an environment where fathers and sons could bridge that awkward gap between those awkward years being a human, like I, I wish someone would have told me this when I was a kid, being a human is just weird. Like yes. it's awkward yeah. and, and nobody has it figured out. The adults don't have it figured out. Like kids don't have it figured out. Anyone that tells you they have it figured out, they're lying to you. Full of it. And if you can create an environment though, where you can have some vulnerable conversations where you realize that, oh my God, my dad doesn't really know everything. I don't really know everything. And we can come together. You can solve it together. Like that's where the magic happens because we really do need a tribe to make decisions, to grow as better men, to uh, survive, you know, and to thrive. And so that's the environment of the Squire program is we create these difficult circumstances. We create pressure and stress. We create chaos that mimics life. And we teach them how to communicate, how to make decisions under pressure and to rely on that relationship with their dad. 
so awesome, man. So awesome. I just, I love it so much, man. We're, I'm getting, I don't even think I, I don't deserve to be there, but I'm getting the opportunity to be there in, in uh, Cancun in December. Um, there's a gentleman that's uh, bringing a lot of us. We're able to take our families, but I'm able to take my family down. Mickler's going down there. Um, Tanner Guzzi, Jack Donovan, Bedros, I believe is going down there. We're going to go to Cancun. Chad, I think Chad Wright's going down. Um, Weather, Steve Weather might be going down. Tim's going to go down. Um, and we're just going to nice. kind of put together this little Avengers group with our families and just kind of try to see what can we do to bring all of these missions together to just amplify mm-hmm. everything that is yeah. going on here, man. And, and again, just we, to be able to we need that. Yes, sir. We do and just be able yeah. to get in the room with those guys. Like this is great, man. Um, you guys, I want you to go ahead and start putting your hands up and, uh, I'm going to, I'll get you guys in there. Uh, operation yes sir no sir is always in effect so you guys get your hands up and i'm gonna let you guys uh, start asking some questions too and i'll jump in as as uh, we keep going so parker out here in northern california you're up sir thank you so much for thank you so much for us. jumping on here with us um my question for you quite controversial what is your favorite flavor of ice cream oh man i knew that was coming out of pirate parker so my favorite flavor of ice cream so here's the thing man I don't do a whole lot of dairy. I just don't like how it sits in my stomach, but I found this amazing dairy-free. Uh, I think it's made with almond milk. It's a Ben and Jerry's. Um, it's a chocolate peanut butter swirl. I like peanut butter. Peanut butter, chocolate, and fudge. Like if I could go to Cold Stone, I do go to Cold Stone sometimes, but it like it tears up my gut. It's uh, the um, cheesecake-flavored ice cream with chocolate, peanut butter, real brownie bites, like chocolate peanut butter brownies. Like, that's my mix. That's legit. That, that is le- sounds pretty good. That, that sounds pretty sound good. good. That's legitimate. Now, I mean, you're, you are, um, you're also very, very intelligent. I know you get to coach a lot of people through that, too, and understanding how their body responds to things, understanding how to – you know, weigh and measure and, and figure out the foods so you can understand what your mac you know macronutrients really look like. How does your body respond? How do you manipulate your mm-hmm. body? I know you walk through that. And was that just a whole lot of trial and error? Did you work with somebody to figure that out for yourself? Because I mean, you're in obviously yeah. phenomenal shape now, and I know you pay attention to that. Was that how'd that come about? It, it's uh, coaches. You know, ha- having a cabin community of somebody that has done it before and done it. And again, this goes back to that results-based mindset. Look at the re- results someone has. You know, they, a lot of people say they're experts. You can follow any number of experts online. You can look at their history and like maybe they got the Instagram photos or whatever. But if their results, their lifestyle isn't in alignment, don't take advice from them. There's too many yahoos out there. You know, I hired a coach. Um, over a decade ago in regards to bodybuilding, I wanted to learn how to change my frame. I was always a skinny guy. Martial arts is one of those things that's naturally pretty lean, but I wanted to put on weight. I wanted to change my frame. I wanted to look like a superhero. And so I went from 130 pounds um, to about 205, and I trimmed down to 185, and I've maintained the majority of that muscle. Now it's a matter of I know how to manipulate my body. I know how to eat. It's all macros. It's all mathematics. It's knowing how to train as we get older and, and focusing on injury prevention and exercises you love doing but it, at that point um it just makes it makes the game a lot more fun it yes. does man so cool yeah. man so cool and some of these guys that are further along i think either alpha squad or bravo squad right now is in um they're in a project or, or they're in a challenge right now where they're weighing and measuring everything um to try to get a grip on on those macros and how that impacts their body right now that's brilliant yeah, man. powerful yeah it definitely is all right trade in you're up sir Uh, thank you, sir, for coming on this call with us. And my question is, if you could only have one skill, what would it be? Mm. Ooh, that's a good question, Trey. Then, if you can only have one. Okay, I got you. I got you. And I'll tell you what. I'm. I'm gonna give you something else. Um, this book right here, Limitless. 
learning how to read, learn, improve your memory. So my one skill is I would have the skill to be able to learn anything. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. it. Everything's built on that. Because if you can learn, yeah, you learn how to do anything and you're, you're literally a super superhero. Yeah. Hold yeah. up. You just came up with an exploit to the system. One skill is the ability to learn skills. Uh-huh. Bam. What's up with that? That's funny. No, that's awesome, man. Yeah, Jimmy, you know, and I've never read, I love Jimmy Quick, and I've actually never read that book, man. So I got to, I got to put that one on the list. Great book. And it's his, he starts out and he says, if you could, if a genie, if you're granted a genie, um, and you could have one wish, what would it be? And it says, well, I'd ask for more wishes, right? He's like, well, I'm going to give you that skill. He says, if you could have anything in the world, it'd be the ability to learn anything in the world so that you can always have anything in the world. That's awesome, man. I love that. Yeah. Great question, Trey. All right, Mr. Fenley Steele, you're up, sir. Okay, uh, thank you for coming in on the call today, sir. And I actually have two questions. So my first question is, you mentioned that you did martial arts, and I was wondering what martial art you did. And uh, my second question was, um, what like level or belt you are in that uh, martial art? Great question. Thank you for asking, sir. Uh, so my mom put me in Taekwondo when I was three. I trained up to a second degree black belt in Taekwondo. Um, and then after that, I got into Muay Thai, uh, traditional jujitsu, American karate and MMA. Right now I'm a blue belt in jujitsu. I don't train nearly as often as I like to. I've had three ACL replacements, a, a torn bicep reattachment, few injuries that tend to happen as we get older and think we're still young men. Um, but yet martial arts is definitely still a foundation. So Taekwondo, secondary black belt, jujitsu, a blue belt. Uh, Muay Thai doesn't really have a ranking system, but I've done a couple competitions and then MMA. Um, there's kind of a mix and a podge of all of it. That's awesome, man. That's great. So where did you start training? Do you remember who you started taking Taekwondo with or through? Was that in California at all? It was in California, Master Choi. Okay. And I, I, I it was master. I, I, there were several master choice like over the years, okay. but yeah, yeah. master choice yeah. when I was three years old. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's very yeah. cool because I, I that's where I started as well. Um, when I was five and started with Master Kim, um, who had his main stew in Vallejo. So we were traveling from back. We, okay. we were going to Vallejo. They pr they probably knew each other. I have no doubt, man. I have no yeah. doubt. So that's very cool, man. And then I had the pleasure of so Den I don't know if you remember Dennis Alexio, um, old uh -huh. school kickboxer. Have you ever seen the movie Kickboxer with Van Damme? Oh yeah. And so the dude yeah. that plays his brother. Other, right that Tong Po cripples at the very beginning is he's got a mustache and, and kind of yes. curly hair but okay. so Alexio's from Vacaville and for a long time he was you know before K1 and all that Alexio was like the man as far as kickboxing went he was from the hometown and so went from Taekwondo with Master Kim and got to do some kickboxing so very similar trajectory on that so yeah that's, that's awesome. rad man that's super cool yeah super cool good question uh Logan you are up sir thank you sir um so you touched on how uh on how you could be like the smartest person in the world and not get a job even though you have like you got not get a job from a specific person even if you've gone to college and like gone through all that you could not have these like certain like leadership skills what how, how do you think us as like young men in interviews can show those skills through an interview rather like since that's really the only chance you get to go into biz go into that business because they don't really give you like a test trial. It's more like it's an interview and then it's done. So I was wondering how, uh, how do you think we could show those character qualities like as we're going into the field? Man, that's a really good question, Logan. Um, 
you know what has allowed me to make a lot of mistakes and continue to stay in leadership roles is ownership and enthusiasm. Like those two things I really believe are foundations to leadership from the standpoint of, A, it, I am responsible for every single thing in my life. You know, whether it is a good thing, a bad thing, if my team makes a mistake, it's my opportunity to be a better leader. Um, if my team does a great job, it is all, the win is all on them and it's my opportunity to learn how to be a better leader. Enthusiasm for every single thing, enthusiasm with your conversations, enthusiasm with how you show up in the world, enthusiasm on the job interview, enthusiasm with everything. Enthusiasm is the energy for an entrepreneur. The more enthusiastic you are, the more that you're gonna be able to exchange that energy for something else. So enthusiasm for, for one, ownership be number two. Um, and be unique, man. Be a unique freak yourself. Like know that you are special, like you are a, a very unique person just for the fact that it, it is it is tough being a human being in this world. And so show up with that uniqueness. And so that my uniqueness was sending Bedros that boot. And I was like, dude, I want to stand out. Let me get in front of you. I'll show you my enthusiasm. I'll take ownership for you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I'm willing to learn anything. I'm willing to get dirty. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I, yeah, dude, I love that. And the that uniqueness, people are, are you know, and especially young people, we're too afraid to take on that uniqueness to own that to let that go because we you inherently realize um, whether you do it consciously subconsciously you realize that that uniqueness you know it's going to attract your tribe but you also realize that it's going to ostracize some and I think sometimes people get afraid of that and they want to be the mm -hmm. the you know master of all they want to make sure they can relate to every single person and there's a difference mm -hmm. between trying to uh, you know, relate to everybody versus trying to appease people everybody, please. right? People please. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. It. And that's a dangerous spot, man. And it's, you know, yeah. and, and it's a dangerous spot because it, it, you limit your own potential inherently that way, I think. So owning right. that uniqueness, you know, that's a big deal. Super cool. All right, Connor, you're up, sir. Um, hey, so my question is, how does a teenager have the enthusiasm to do a project when his family doesn't have the mindset to do it and get up to work? Say that one more time, brother. How uh, does a teenager have the mindset to do a project when his family doesn't have the mindset to do it? Do how does, and let me, I'm just going to say it and make sure I fully understand what you're asking. How does a teenager have the mindset to do something when the family doesn't have the mindset to do it? Yes. Okay. So this is called leading up. And so leadership goes in every direction. It goes up, it goes down, it goes sideways. It goes in every, it's three dimensional. Leadership is not a title. Leadership is not something that is designated just to an age. We lead all the time just by who we are. It's because we're unique, we're connected to God, we're all a creation of him. Leadership does not have a title. And so if your family is not ready to lead the direction, know that it is your responsibility to do that. It is your right, it is your opportunity. And sometimes it'll be hard because you're like, man, I'm just a fucking 13 year old kid. No one listens to me, no one respects me, but that's when you lead your mindset. That's when you lead your fitness. That's when you lead your behavior and set the example. Even during the hardest, dark, times is when you need to be a leader so think about this do you connor do you read uh any comic books i guess i guess comic books don't really exist anymore huh for, for kids. i know are, are you aware of superheroes and, a, and comic books let's let's listen right there okay cool what's your favorite superhero 
Okay, super. Okay, perfect, perfect. All right, I love Superman. Superman's awesome. All right, so Superman's this alien, right? He came from another planet. He had to go through all kinds of awkward stuff growing up. Superman's origin story is raised by two normal human beings in the Midwest, and he had to go through all the leadership things, being and feeling like an outsider. He was ostracized. He was picked on. He couldn't use his superpowers. He had to fight. You know, just natural part of growing up in the awkwardness of being a teenager, right? he was always a leader and he stayed true to who, to who he was so that eventually when he got older and he could exhibit his powers and lead people and deliver that hope, he was that simple. It took all those years of just staying consistent, listening to that voice inside, following through, being consistent with his actions, being disciplined with his behaviors to be that superhero in the end. So these years now when it feels like, man, I'm fighting against this current, no one is actually leading me. Maybe my family's not there. You got a poor mindset. I'm working on a mindset or my friends have poor mindsets just know that you're building your superpowers you're building that superhero now in the hardest darkest time because every superhero has got to go through that darkness brother mm. Mm. so good you guys put that i mean you guys go back and get the recording on this one when you guys when i shoot that out to you on sunday go back and listen to that on repeat man uh, pure wisdom right there all right kaleo you're up sir thank you sir so I have two questions for you today. Yes, sir. The first one, and I'm gonna pull it up on my screen, is, uh, <laughs> there it is, I'm sorry, it completely disappeared. I deleted the tab, here it is, I found it. What do you want to see from a young man who wanted nothing more than to come work with you? Oh, good question, man. Um, I I'll go back to what I just said enthusiasm i want to see enthusiasm i want to see ownership and i want to see the ability to fio and be unique yeah so uniqueness ownership and what one thing that you guys all have that i want to acknowledge each and every one of you for is self-awareness that is a skill set that is more valuable than intelligence so there's iq right your ability to think and remember things that they say is fixed is actually not fixed but then there's emotional intelligence that is the ability to read the room have presence have a good conversation understand the dynamic of how humans interact like emotional intelligence is a skill that you can constantly evolve so the more that you grow your emotional intelligence the more that you grow your fortitude your communication skills the higher up you're going to go. And if you show up with enthusiasm, with an excitement and the FIO mentality, I will figure it out. Like that is a hireable skill set for anybody. Thank you, sir. And then my second question is what was the most influential mistake in your Ooh. path for who you wow. are? Kaleo's coming with some good ones. Fire, bro. What was the most influential mistake in my past? Hmm. Um, I got, I got it for you. So there was a book I read about 12 years ago. Um, you guys are probably, this will make, the book will make sense to you in a couple of years, but I recommend you add it to the, the reading list. It's called No More Mr. Nice Guy. And inside that book, it, it defines, um, a sickness that is happening to a lot of men. And that sickness is people pleasing. They're creating corporate contracts where they do things for other people, just assuming their needs are gonna be met. Um, they don't really understand what it means to be a man, so they're not really empowering and owning their masculinity. They're afraid of being aggressive. They're afraid of being competitive with other men. They don't really have groups of guys. Um, they put women on a pedestal and believe that they are like, 
infallible. And a lot of my identity, especially being raised as a only child by a single mom uh, without a strong father figure, a lot of my identity for many years, like up until mid-20s, was based around this nice guy syndrome. And so when I read this book, it hit me at a perfect time because I was in a relationship where I wasn't feeling respected. I wasn't feeling like my voice was being heard, but it was all my fault. And so I read this book and I literally was like, this book is defining me and my entire life. That was a paradigm shift. That was a moment in time where I realized everything that I had been doing leading up to that was needed to be reprogrammed and got to be reprogrammed. And so I'd say that was my most influential, uh, not necessarily mistake, but uh, eye-opening moment. Yeah. Thank you, sir. That's great. And so was that that paradigm shift, is that a lot of the uh, kind of the, the start of the development for your own EQ as well? I mean, that your own totally. self-awareness right there? Yeah. 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 And you, and you nailed it, EQ. So I read two books within about three months. And this is, I had never read a book before, Yeah. but it was uh, like just the universe gives you what you need when you're ready to receive it. Yes, so sir. the first book was that uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy. And the second one was uh, Travis Bradbury's Emotional Intelligence 2.0. Totally. Yep. Yeah. I read that book. It has a survey in the beginning of the book where you rate yourself on your EQ and your EQ is based in four quadrants. I got a 48. So that's like failing. Yeah. Like 48. I was, and I, I hate using this word, but I use this word in the standpoint, I was emotionally retarded and I was tr and trying to be in a leadership role. I was trying to, you know, be a business owner. Um, and I didn't understand why I was constantly having the same mistakes. Clients were leaving. I was frustrated with partners. Like vendor, like, it was always, a, it was always an issue. And yeah. I was like, it's always their fault, pointing the finger everywhere else. And I read this book, I got my score, like that's the black and white data, 48. And I was like, okay, this is maybe not their fault. Maybe <laughs> it's my fault. Yeah. Yeah. I go back in and check the math on this, but yeah, yeah. 48 it is. Yeah, yep. good for you, man. No, that's rad. It's, it's, again, that's tuition right there, man. That's uh -huh. valuable lessons. All right, Fenley, go ahead, sir. So I actually have two questions for you again. Um, my first one is what does maturity mean to you? And then my second one is, what's your favorite superhero? Ooh, okay. So I'll answer the second one first because it's an easy one to answer. Uh, two favorite superheroes. I don't want to have to pick just one. Wolverine because I think he's a savage. And I just like, you know, he's willing to get dirty. Uh, and if I could have a superpower, I think that'd be a pretty badass superpower. Live a really long time, regenerate and fuck shit up um and then batman is the other one because he's just a normal dude who amassed a ton of money and is on a mission and he is not afraid of doing some of the dark stuff that men have to do to really um change the trajectory of goodness and so those are those are two superheroes the first question um say it one more time what does maturity mean to you what does maturity mean to me? Um, it's kind of like what leadership means in regards to maturity and leadership. They are multidimensional. They go up and down. It's not an age. Um, I know a lot of uh, young men and even kids that make far more mature decisions than some adults. Um, and so maturity means that you're staying in alignment with the decisions that are most connected to your values. So you actually listen to your intuition. Uh, you are not swayed by um, social media, not swayed by social pressure. You're not swayed by what your best friend thinks. You're not swayed by what someone says you should do. You're not swayed by anything online or in the environment. Mm -hmm. You do what is in the best thing, most aligned with your values. God, I love that. I love that. Uh, I love that definition, man, because inherently within that definition, you see that so many adults don't fall into that category. 
Truth. You know, I, I know plenty of, we see them in the project, our zero yes, project. Sir. I was like, you are, you're a 45 year old man child. Yes, sir. You make, you have zero leadership, poor communication, very, very bad discipline. And you are not mature. Like yes, you would be embarrassed to have your kids see you the way you are now. Yep. That's exactly right. So good. All right. Brian Sierra back from Mexico. Good to see you, sir. It's good to be here. Good morning, sir. My name is Brian. I have a question kind of relating to Connor's last question where he kind of struggled with getting his family on the same page. My question is, how do you gain influence within an organization being like the youngest or being kind of the new guy? How do you how do you go about gaining influence, like starting from the bottom, like when no one really kind of pays attention to? Mm. I love that. Um, and th that's the deep question, brother. And so A, um, only person you need to impress and raise the standard for is yourself. And so if you reckon, if you feel and you identify that you're at the bottom, you're always going to be in the bottom. So first I would say, A, change your language and change how you describe your situation um, because our words are very powerful. And so if you say, man, I'm the, I'm the, the bottom guy. And yes, there's, you know, we're rooting for the underdog and all that, but recognize and realize your words are powerful. So see yourself, visualize, talk to yourself as I'm at the top. No one's noticed it yet. I'm already up here. No one's noticed yet. And if you live by those actions, live by those behaviors, those habits, and you set the standard for what does a guy at the top look like? How does he act? How does he speak? How does he show up in the room? What's his presence? When he walks into a room, if you're going to describe the dude that is at the top, not at the bottom, at the top, how would he walk into a room? Tell me. Uh, no, he'd walk with his chest out, I guess. Yeah. How, how would, hey, Brian, how would he sit in the chair right now? Uh, I mean, I could picture it. I don't know how to describe it, but like I always think back to because my favorite movie is The Godfather, mm. and so there's a scene where Michael Corleone he's sitting in a chair, and that's what I always think back to. Like he's sitting in a chair with his legs crossed, and that's what that's what. And I what and, and what and what does he have that you can just tell you can taste by his presence? He's got confidence, right? Yeah, yeah. He he's he's got confidence. And so how would that confidence show up right now if you were that person? <laughs> Check it out, Check like, like match me, mirror me. Leaning forward, interested, excited, on the tip of your chair, breathing, chest up, chest out, smile on your face, yeah, because you are badass, bro, right? Like that's how you do. Whether you're at the top, whether at the bottom, it doesn't fucking matter. The only person you got to impress is you. The only value you got to align by is you. So you sit forward, chest up, shoulders back, and then the universe literally starts delivering you that top position. But you make your actions, your behavior, your thoughts all in alignment with that. Yeah. So, guys, that's some. I mean, that is that is some. Again, put that on repeat, man. That is some wisdom. That's exactly it. All right, Parker, go ahead, sir. Okay, so my next question for you, sir, is in business, what was your like hardest or darkest moment where just like Oof. in terms of business, like where you're like, what do I do next? You know? Uh, man, I got so many. I could just, <laughs> yeah. I, I could spend the entire yeah, session. No you know what I will say though? Uh, probably closing my gym. So, um, I started out personal trainer, online coach. I rented out a couple of facilities um, and I was crushing it as a trainer. Um, 
loved it. I love, I loved training and coaching. I love connecting people that way. And I had the opportunity to open a gym because I was literally outgrowing facilities. And so I got into something that was way over my head. It was a 9,000, almost 10,000 square foot training facility in the heart of Scottsdale. It had really good visibility on all sides. Um, so it was expensive, had 35 foot ceiling. So it had really expensive AC, this lot of overhead costs. But I was certain that all I had to do was get 10 other trainers just like me and it'd be a million dollar business in no time. So the only person I had ever had to lead was myself. I knew nothing about leading, managing, communicating, making decisions, or just payroll. Like that was just not even on my radar. And so I jumped all in on this. Um, I leveraged everything I had to make it happen. Amazing opportunity. So I spent three years growing through leadership. And at the end of it, I realized that it was really arrogance that got me up in that spot, but it was a lot of confidence, a lot of just entrepreneurial scars I had to get. So closing the gym, reaching out to the 300 members I had and letting them know that I failed as a leader, um, that I couldn't cut it, that there were um, a lot of things that I could have done differently. I didn't focus enough on marketing. I didn't focus enough on the system procedure processes. And mostly I didn't focus enough on growing my team and having the tough conversations, cutting people and growing people and bringing on the right people. Uh, so closing a business is one of the hardest things you'll ever have to do. Um, but it is part of entrepreneurship and everyone's got to go through it. And so that was definitely my hardest entrepreneurial business lesson. The humility that came on the other end of it was, um, it was tough and it sat with me for a while, but it was also the thing that got me on social media where I looked at B's posts and I said, okay, I know shit about business and like, I've clearly proven that. And I can either try to do this again on my own, or I can learn from somebody that has been crushing it. He's got a track record. His actions match his results. His language matches his results. And I can learn from him and he could pay me. And who knows where this could go? So it was a big uh, pill to swallow from the standpoint of I hadn't been a employee in uh, 10 years. I've always been some type of entrepreneur, you know, self-employed. I was like, well, I'm going to have to learn how to, you know, clock in and check in and, and, Thankfully, like the environment here is uh, very entrepreneurial, and which, which is awesome. Um, and we've developed an awesome friendship over the years. But, yeah, that was definitely the hardest. Yeah, man. And, but, you know, if you got the – and when you have the humility to understand those biggest hardships, they, they often, you know, it's the, it's the counteraction, um, the, that bad thing that happened. The, the counterweight of that ends up being when you got that humility to go ahead and go, okay, well, that was just the, you know, a, a failure for lack of a better word, the learning opportunity and the growth opportunity and all of the upward trajectory on the other side ends up being so great. And, and kind of the more that hurt, the more you have the ability to rise from the ashes like the Phoenix and, and, you know, come out that other side, man. Um, you know, I mean, that's it. We had, uh, we threw a, uh, a, a, we hosted a TED event uh, a couple, that, a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, dude, it was freaking, yeah. it was great, man. It ended up being a world, it was a world-class event. We had some amazing speakers. I, I, I got a question for yeah, you. Yeah, go ahead. And, and it's a little bit inappropriate, but I, I got to ask. Cool. Um, so one of my, one of my, one of my all-time crushes is Michaela Peterson. Yeah. Is she as beautiful in person as she is on social media? Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. And she's oh. just, and she's just rad. It was cool, man, too, because uh, she came in and, and, you know, she's, She's, uh, she's guard. Like, I think you can tell even through her social media profile, like she's got an edge to her, huh? you know, for sure. Yeah. She's definitely edgy. And so she came in, um, and you could still kind of feel the edge and she went up and she did it and she had a, a hell of a time getting here too. She had flight cancellations. She had all kinds of issues. So she literally arrived like 
not like right before it was time for her to get on the stage. Um, wow. So she'd had a gnarly trip. She came out. She did a great job. Man, crushed her talk. I'm excited for people to uh, to be able to see it. And then afterwards, she kind of started letting her guard down a little bit. And then once the entire event was over, um, my family and I went out, uh, Tanner and Michaela and and my family, we all went out to eat. And um, so she, she just let her guard down at that point, too. And then that's, you know, the beauty just continues to come out at that point, too. You start to uh-huh. see, you know, who's really there. So, yeah, she's rad, man. She's a, she's a cool chick. Yeah, she's that's hilarious. Awesome. Yeah. And then we took her over Very to... Cool. Uh, there's no way to keep your guard up too. We took her over the next morning to Mark Bell's gym, and uh, okay. we went over there and hung out with Mark and 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 some. He's uh, a character, man. Dude, he's such a character, and so we did. You know, yeah. we got her on the podcast over there too, and so Tanner and I sat in with that, and they're just freaking hilarious. There's no way to take yourself too seriously when you're hanging out with Mark. Like he's a nut, dude. So yeah, yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, she's she was that's rad. Right. Yep, she was rad. Cool. She was great. Very cool. Uh, so it was just a cool, it was a cool day, man. Cool event overall. And we had one, we had one guy that was a speaker and he's a phenomenal, like he's a phenomenal guy. He's a brilliant young guy. Um, he was a former uh, college football player. He just started uh, a business about two years ago. Um, and they're already up to, I think over about 3 million a year gross. Um, but they're, they're driving the business really hard. They're doing a, they're doing a great job. He's working his ass off, learning so many lessons along the way. So he's a really accomplished um, very well-spoken, good-looking dude. He's got everything going for him, right? Super confident guy. We're backstage before he was getting scheduled to go out, and I could just see it, man. Like he's just pacing, like his face, right? Like I'm, like it looked like he was about to head out for the biggest fight, you know, of his life. And mm-hmm. I'm like, "How are you doing, man?" You know, we're back there. I'm whispering. I'm like, "How? You know, how are you doing?" He's like, "Bro, I, I don't think I've ever." been this scared or this nervous in my life for some reason he had doing a ted talk that was just like this pedestal thing uh-huh. for him right and he's just like i'm just so afraid right now i'm like that's awesome man that's perfect he's like yeah. no dude i'm about to barf and i'm like no it's cool. i'm like <laughs> but it's cool man because just imagine this you feel like crap right now you're so scared you're gonna go out you're about to crush this whole thing so <laughs> the balance on that other side the high you're going to have after all this, man, is going to be amazing. Like, imagine that. And he's like, okay, man, you're right. He goes out. He crushed it, dude. I went out, hugged him on the stage. He's freaking drenched in sweat because he's just feeling it. Dude, he was texting me up until like 4 o'clock the next morning. He's like, dude, I still haven't gone to bed. I'm still riding that. I'm still riding that high, you know? And it was just so so all those hardships and stuff, when you've got that humility and you you got the character Mm -hmm. to push through that, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what comes out the other side, man, is just pure, amazing humanity. Right, it's, yes. it's that's the good stuff. Those are the things you never yeah. forget, man. Never forget. That, yeah, that, that, that gave me yeah, shivers. Man. Oh, yeah. it's the best. Yeah, it is yeah. the best, man. So yeah, yeah. so and, that, cool. and that's and that's such a good you know just anchor lesson for you know these young young men to hear is is the things that scare you, terrify you, that you're afraid of, the demons, yes, the sir. darkness, the things you don't want to talk about, like all that stuff. That becomes the foundation. Your suffering becomes the foundation for your superpowers. Mm. Your misery becomes your ministry. And so know that whatever you're like, I would not want to be a, a 12 to 20 year old, like in this day and age, there is so much stimulation. There is so much noise. There's the social media has just completely changed the dynamic of how we see ourselves and the accessibility of just temptations right here on our phone. It's, 
it's terrifying. So you guys are fighting a hard battle, but you're in a good proximity, a good community right now. Just know whatever you're going through, the thoughts, the demons, the darkness, like all of that is building the foundation for your character, building the foundation for the superhero that you will be, that you are becoming. You're just developing a superpower. So stick with it, stay involved. Oh, keeps doing the work so good man so powerful so powerful and we want to so we want to make sure we honor your time with there's like four or five minutes left are you okay if i grab those last two questions out of the group chat yeah absolutely I, I've, I've got a little bit of time after so i'm happy to hang out first you are awesome you. man super appreciative you guys that guy it's so freaking this is one of my favorite one of my favorite conversations yet um so not jack hill it's not jack hill but it is jack hill it says what hobbies do you have outside of work other than martial arts fitness working out what are some of the other hobbies? oh man uh, I got into running about two years ago. So I yeah, run, did. I run yeah, 25, 30 miles. I've got a buddy that's training for uh, Moab 240 in October. It's 240 mile ultra marathon race. It's Holy over hell. four days, like just running for 240 miles. So I have volunteered to pace for him, um, which I didn't know what the commitment was going to be like. So it's, I'm going to be running like 65, 70 miles over a couple of days, which is oh, gnarly. And then um, I've it. got I've got this awesome dog. I'm trying to find a good photo of him, but I've got this awesome dog. His name is Ness, uh, but this is my dude. We spend yeah. a ton of time together, and yeah, just running, hanging out the dog, playing fetch. Like that's it. I got a great pickup truck. I like to go off road whenever I can, and then jujitsu, martial arts, and a building. You know, when I get to a certain point, and I think you know this, Matt. Work stops being work. Yes, Especially sir. when you're doing things like this and you, when you find your purpose, when you find all the things that you thought that were going to be the biggest crutches in life now become the foundation and stepping stool for something greater. You don't have conversations like this. The work doesn't, it's not work. Yep. Like you just play all day. You're creating, you're rubbing elbows with awesome people. So yep. um, everything that I do is it's in a state of bliss. So cool, man. I love that. Who, uh, who's running the team? You, you've been putting in some serious mileage, dude. I remember, I mean, I remember following that for a while. It's, uh, I mean, wildly impressive. And, uh, we got to chat with Nick, uh, bear a few weeks back too. He's about to hit a hundred miles tomorrow. I think Leadville this weekend is it? Yeah. yeah doing this weekend, dude. Yeah. What a, and he's a savage too. Cause that guy weighs about 400 pounds, you know, or whatever he is, but he's a big, he's a big <laughs> boy, dude. He is, he's a beast. Um, yeah. who's hitting that two forty? Uh, his name is uh, Julian, um, cool. and he's actually running Leadville this weekend as well. He's one is of he? our graduates for the project. Um, he's our medic, so he's a first responder nice. out of Florida. He went through the program, uh, class six, and now we've hired him to come and be the medic on hand for all classes. That's awesome. Yeah, so he's a uh, he's an awesome dude. Stud. That's awesome, man. That's cool that you're going to be pacing for him. That's rad. Um, yeah. And so here's a runner right here. So my man Benaya out there in Wyoming says, what did you do to gain more muscle mass? I'm 135 and looking at gaining more muscle weight. And I'm glad that you you differentiated that too there, Benaya, because I got a good buddy. Because Benaya, I know you're about six feet tall, six feet, six one, something like that. And uh, one of my good buddies that uh, I graduated high school with was six one, was about a buck 35 when we graduated. He's about six one, closing on 300 right now, but it sure is not muscle weight. So good good question, yeah. way to differentiate, dude. Good question, and way to be specific on that. Um, <laughs> so it's food, it's, it's food, bro. It all comes down to math and macros. Um, so a good rule of thumb when you're trying to pack on muscle is you need to be taking in a gram of protein per pound of desired body weight. So if you're 135 pounds right now and you wanna put on 15 pounds, that means you're gonna be weighing around one, you know, 150, 160. At minimum, you need to be taking in 150 grams of protein, clean protein, good digestible protein throughout the day. Um, that is your bar none, 
priority number one is make sure you hit your protein. Now, since you're also a runner, I'm also a runner, and I like to maintain a, a high amount of muscle, is you have to make sure you're feeding your glycogen store, so feeding with enough carbohydrates. Um, so the next thing you're going to prioritize is high-quality carbs and then meal timing on that. Um, you know, when you're having carbohydrates before, after workout. And then the thing you got probably that you need to add on if you're not doing it yet, you have to smash weights like a fucking beast. And I'm going to swear there because it, that is so necessary, um, especially in these developmental years when you're growing your muscle and your metabolism is through the roof. You have the metabolism right now that every woman in their entire life will want all the time because <laughs> you so could true. eat anything, you could eat entire pizzas and you're not going to put on any weight. But the way that you shift and change that is attacking the muscles through hypertrophic workouts. So you're literally putting time under tension and you're doing your traditional lifts, your deadlifts, your back squats, your bench presses. Get a coach for the first time or find someone who knows how to do the movement so you learn proper form and just hit the gym like a savage three days a week with your, with your uh, running program. On those days that you're training, like building your muscle building days, you're going to crank up your calories by about 25%. I love it, dude. That's a good good foundation right there. Hit your protein, crank up your carbs, and make sure you're eating at the correct times before and after your big lifts, and then just hit the gym like a savage. That's yes, awesome, man. Great advice. All right, man. So I want to uh, to make sure we highlight you. I'm going to release – if you're cool with this too, I definitely want to release this as an episode of, of The Essential 11. I want to make sure that – um, you know, we're, we're linking everything that you're doing and, and sending people where you want us to send them. Um, I'll connect, cause I'm going to run these guys through a couple more things over the next couple hours. Um, but I'm like, I don't want to just, I want to send you some things as a thank you, but I want to just send kind of the whole team down there. Your boot story inspired me to do that too. So I'll connect with you offline after this and, and see sure. what a good address is to send you guys, um, a bunch of th things just as a thank you for what you guys are doing in the world man but where oh, do we send that. absolutely man um where do we send people to to uh see everything that you got going on where would you have everybody go uh ig the fit beard that's gonna be probably the easiest way to find me um you know from there you can drop it in, into um the profile and i've got a couple interviews and sites available through there and then the mdk project uh, is where we've got obviously all the project stuff and then the Squire program as well. So I'll send you those links so you've got them. But Please. you can find everything on the Fitbeard. Everything I'm doing is talking about fitness, nutrition, mindset. And then we've got the project a few times a year as well as the Squire program. That's awesome, man. And we got True Lean uh, is on there as well. I think the link on there too, right? And I think yep. that's T and that's T R U L E A N, correct? Correct. Yep. And of course, True Lean Nutrition. Absolutely. Yeah, so yep. good. Brother, dude, an honor. An honor. Dude, yeah, absolute pleasure. Saying. You guys are studs. A bunch yeah. of savages, man. You guys give a, give a big thank you, please. Thank you, sir. Thank, thank you, sir. You. I have so much appreciation for you. Uh, it's not even funny, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you up afterwards offline, but this is no better way to start the day, my friend. Yeah, happy Friday, guys. Go crush the weekend. We'll talk soon. Boom. Um, super good episode. Make sure you're following him on IG at the Fit Beard. Uh, check out Trulean.com. Check out what they're doing at the Modern Day Night Project and the Squire program. And if you have not already, please, 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 please share these episodes, leave a review, let people know what's going on. Uh, it helps us greatly and ultimately goes into helping the young heroes. So please, if you have not yet, uh, we'd love to have uh, have a review from you. So appreciate you as always. Hope you enjoyed the episode. In fact, I know you enjoyed the episode and I look forward to catching you next time on the Essential 11. See ya.